Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. We'll be speaking with Dr. Norman Rosenthal in this segment, a psychiatrist and scientist who first described SAD, or SAD, in 1984 and pioneered light therapy as a treatment. He's currently clinical professor of psychiatry at Georgetown University School of Medicine and the author of several books. His most recent, Defeating SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder, a guide to health and happiness through all seasons. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Norman Rosenthal. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. A pleasure. As a renowned psychiatrist, public speaker, and a best-selling author as well, give us a brief look into who Norman Rosenthal is. Well, I'm a psychiatrist who grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa, and came to the United States to become a psychiatrist and become a researcher, which is what I did. After getting through my residency in New York City, I came to the National Institute of Mental Health here in Bethesda, Maryland. And that's where I latched onto the uh, topic of our conversation. It's been uh, a four-decade mainstay of my career, which has been to describe the fact that some people have trouble during the winter. And it was recognized widely that people did have difficulties, but it really took a little bit of digging in before we could characterize them. Now, having a bit of difficulty during the winter months, are we talking the winter blues or being a little bit down because it's not summer fun time anymore? Well, there is a spectrum. If you've got a mild case, you could call it the winter blues. But unfortunately, 5% of the adult population suffers to an extreme degree. And these are people who we say have seasonal affective disorder or SAD. Uh, And that is a condition in which people can get really quite depressed and incapacitated. You can be diagnosed with SAD, seasonal affective disorder, that could lead to clinical depression? Yes. In fact, it is a kind of a clinical depression, Ah, but one that happens seasonally so that it has that distinct quality that helps you figure out how best to treat people. Since it happens in the winter months, are people who live in the northwest of the United States as opposed to the southeast, are those people just naturally going to be more affected by the winter months? Can you actually go to Alaska from Florida and and be seasonally affected? Yes, we've actually done population studies where we've looked at people who live at different latitudes. And we find that whereas in Florida, only about 1.5% of the people will have this kind of winter sad because there is also a summer type. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking about winter sad. And in Florida, there's a very small percentage, which is why a lot of people actually go to Florida during the winter. Whereas when you get right up to the Canadian border, it's about 9%. Is this something that you can just get over once the, the weather breaks? The trouble really is that it takes about five months in severe cases from beginning to end. It starts gradually, it gets deeper and deeper as the winter progresses, and it can last all the way through till spring. So it could be a five-month process, and that's a long time to be out of commission and not at your best. 
if someone just moving south for the winter to their winter home, going down there from the cooler temperatures to the warmer temperatures, are they suffering from seasonal affective disorder or do they simply just not like winter? Well, I think by the time you're diagnosed as seasonal affective disorder, it's much more than a mere dislike of winter. Mm -hmm. It's an actual cluster of symptoms, including uh, difficulty uh, getting your work done, difficulty emotionally with other people, Mm -hmm. feeling sad and down in the dumps, even feeling like life is maybe not worth living, Mm -hmm. tired, uh, a lot of Mm -hmm. physical and emotional symptoms. And people who don't have the ability to move south, they maybe they have a work or family connections up in the north, they have to figure out other ways to combat their seasonal affective disorder. And that's really what my book, Defeating Sad, is all about. It's a fully comprehensive guide to how to handle and overcome and defeat this condition. Defeating SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder, a guide to health and happiness through all seasons. How do you prepare yourself for winter, as you say, if you don't have the ability or you simply don't want to go south for the winter? The good news is that there are a number of things you can do. For a start, there are special lights, which in our research we have worked on developing for uh, overcoming these symptoms because if you sit in front of these lights, they put out much more light than ordinary room light. Uh, This is one of the antidotes. And this is one of the causes of SAD is that the lack of light has caused the problem and more light can often go a long way to solving it. But there are many other things that I list in the book that you can do. But light therapy is a mainstay And then you add other things on top of that. You pioneered this therapy. What was the aha moment where you said light could affect this disorder? Yes, the aha moment was when I realized that I had the problem here in the United States in the north, which I had never had in South Africa, which is a sunny climate. Mm -hmm. And then I met one or two patients who had the problem even worse than me and with work that was being done at the time showing that light is biologically active. It's not just something that helps you see things. It also uh, affects the uh, brain in other ways. There are mood centers. There is the hormone melatonin that got suppressed and gets suppressed by bright light, but not dim light. That is very important for seasonal rhythms in animals. And the whole nexus of things came together My own experience, the fact that I had developed this problem when I came north to a place which didn't have much light in the winter, along with the other people I met and the science, it all kind of came into a melting pot and it all came together and uh, has fascinated me ever since. Can SAD affect anyone at any age? And then give us a website where we can learn much more about you and about your latest book, Defeating SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder, A Guide to Health and Happiness Through All Seasons. SAD can affect anybody, but it's more likely to occur in women than in men. It usually starts after puberty. Um, It is more likely to affect people who've got family members with this problem. So there's a genetic element. 
it's more likely to occur those in the north than in the south and in stress because stress is another factor. So it's life, genetics and stress, the three legs of a three-legged stool. Uh, and these are elements that can contribute. Uh, yes, you could reach me at www.normanrosenthal.com. You'll see a lot about the work I've done, the research and the books I've written including my latest book, Defeating Sad, which, as you see, has a very upbeat title because I'm very bullish on our ability to overcome this condition based on everything we've described and discovered. And I invite the readers and anybody out there who's suffering from this unnecessary problem to consider getting the book and working it through. It's not a big volume. It's a distillation of my research and clinical experience. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Norman Rosenthal. Audio copies of this program are available at healthprofessionalradio.com.au, also at Anchor Spotify, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com health professional radio.